0: good evening. We are continuing in the Rambam's Mishneh Torah on page Laman Chet in the introduction. Tonight's show is dedicated for the Rifuah Shlema of Dr. Arthur Platt, Chaim Ozer ben as well as for the Rifuah Shlema. Devar Miriam, help me out with the Hebrew name. Israel Yosef Chaim ben Israel Yosef Chaim ben and also for another Riwa, somebody who prefers not to be named, but I have her in mind here tonight, she should have a Ri along with all the other. Tonight's Shiul is a difficult Shiul to teach, from my perspective. What I mean by a difficult Shi to teach from my perspective, I mean that it is no secret. That I have tremendous love in my heart for and am deeply involved in the world of Giyu and Girim, conversion to Judaism and those who convert to Judaism righteously. For me, someone who converts to Judaism is a, is a hero. Forget a first class citizen, a hero, mamash, a hero. For sure not a second or third class, is it? For me, when I look at a Jewish world and I see dozens and dozens and dozens of people everywhere, I'm saying dozens because I'm referring to individuals that you might know, who do everything they can to turn their back on Judaism and walk out the door, there are that many more people who turn their back on everything that these people are running to and fulfill the words that HaKadosh Baruch told Avraham Avinu. Lech Lecha. Go. For yourself. Go. Leave your home, leave your family, leave the land that you know, and go to where I will show you. And if I have any hope for figuring out not why Jews run away, but why do people run to Judaism? What do they find in Akadosh Baruch Hu and Torah Yisrael? To it is going to be from those people who faced all odds and became a shining example of what is a person who gives themselves the gift of not being born into Judaism, not being raised Jewish. Those who made that journey, like our forefather, Avraham Avinu, in their own life, in their own time, in this world, and then just persevered but thrived and gave us the gift of being Geray Tzedek. In my Tefillah, in my Amidah, I don't know about the rest of the Jewish people, but in my Amidah, we have a prayer in which we ask the Kadosh Baruch Hu for something very special. Al ha-Tzedikim v'al chasidim v'al sh'arit amechah Israel v'al z'iknehem v'al pletat b'et Adonai, our God, please arouse your compassion upon the righteous, upon the pious, upon the remnants of your nation, the house of Israel, upon the elders, upon the remaining scholars of the Torah academies, upon the righteous converts, and upon us. Somebody who converts to Judaism is in a category of tzadikim, of chasidim, of Zekenim the last of the few who still have burning in them the love of Torah. I pray this every day. Only I come at the end of the list. Also, don't forget me. Yonatan Halevi also wants to be included in this list of people. So I pray that a Kaddosh should place my portion with everyone in this list. Unfortunately, I have seen the Jewish world around me. And I have seen the mistreatment of gerim. Mistreatment is such a nice word for the evil that is done in the name of Judaism to people who gave up everything in their life to come to Torah Tashem. It's not mistreatment. Mistreatment is too light of a word. And so I struggle with what I'm about to share. Because the topic, the topic evokes emotion. And everyone who hears it, what is the purpose of the Rambam mentioning to us on page 38? Shemaya and Gerehat that Shemaya and Avtalion were righteous converts to Judaism. Uvedinam, them and their betadin, kiblum Yehuda v'shimon uvedinam. They received from Rabbi Yehudah ben Tabbai and Rabbi Shimon ben Shatach the Torah. And I can't answer for you why the Jewish world looks the way it does. I have theories. I have theories. You know, when you only claim to Judaism, it's not because you keep Shabbat or you eat Kasher or you believe in Hashem, you're a good person. Your only claim to Judaism is because you were born that way. That's the only thing that made you Jewish. It's because your mother was Jewish. When you see somebody else who does all the things that you don't do right but wasn't born like you, you have a very difficult time to accept. How could this person be more Jewish than I? Well, I'll tell you the answer is that they're actually Jewish. That's what the difference is. You, I'm not sure about. It. You see, the problem that we're struggling with here is that Shimayan and Avtalyon are the link in the chain of oral transmission. And yet they are Gerei HaTzedek. They are righteous converts. Gerei HaTzedek Meaning, that they were not born into Am Yisrael. Yet, they are the people, it's one generation, where the only leaders of Am Yisrael are Gerey HaTzedek, righteous converts. What is happening here? More importantly, not just what is happening here, what is the halachic permissibility? of Gere HaTzedek serving in both the office of Nasi and the office of the ab All right. So now, you might be asking yourself a question, so what's the problem? What is the problem of Gere HaTzedek being a Nasi or a Bet I wish that everyone here, and those of you in the Beda Knesset, you were here, but two years ago when Rabbi Yosef Zernigan was here in the Beda Knesset, he gave us a very interesting shiul on whether or not a ger can hold the official office of a avi, of prophet, when we had a Ben-Mikdash in Yerushalayim. You have to be very careful. The question is not if a ger can prophesy; Everyone can prophesy, especially if one is Jewish. Very good. Everybody, everybody can receive prophecy. That's not the question. The question here is, can a ger Hold the office of navi. Now what's the problem with the Gertzedeq holding the office of Nasi? There may be a few issues, but this is not a racial issue. Nobody here is a racist. Am Yisrael allows for people to become Jewish. We're not racist. Let's say very, very easily the first step here. In the United States of America we have a law that only someone born in the United States can be President of the United States. Everybody can become an American citizen. But only someone born in this country can hold office of president. What if his parents were born outside of the country when he was born here? Can he hold office of the president? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Why? Why are we so adamant that a person should be born here to be the president? What's the reason for that law? Listen, we're going to appoint someone now to the highest position of leadership in this country. We want to make sure there are no dual, dual loyalties here. He was born here, so maybe not. to lead this country, you have to be born in this country. And nobody screams, "Racist. That's evil." Because we're not understanding Torah law as religious law, but as a national law. In order to appoint someone in position of authority like a Navi, what is a Navi? A Navi decides with a king with the head of the Sanhedrin? With the Kohen Gadol, do we go to war? Or do we not go to war? What do we do in the government? What do we not do in the government? Taxation. A Navi has to be a person whose only interest is the interest of Amisrael. This is not a racist call. Con- Everyone can be a Navi. But in order to hold the official office of Navi, there's an official government position of Navi. It has to be someone who was born in Amisrael. This is the second reason. The second reason has to do with another halakha of not appointing Gerim. To a position of serrara. What is serrara? A position of authority, of leadership. In halacha, there are a number of people who cannot be appointed to such a position. And the logic there is also reasonable. It's not not perfect, but it's reasonable. Does anyone remember what Rabbi Yosef told us then? Of the nation to accept authority from that specific figure. Very good. Do you remember not so long ago they were debating in our history here? Who do we appoint to replace Rabban Gamliel in the Sanhedrin? If it's this one, he's a Rabbi couldn't, he's a child of Girin. This one couldn't, he didn't have enough money. This one couldn't because remember this conversation we had? What are we worried about? In order to be an effective leader, we have to ensure that people are going to listen to you. And if you come from a population where someone will say, I don't want to listen to somebody who wasn't born Jewish. Who do you think you are to tell me? It's a blemish on the nation of Israel that they think that way, but because they think that way, there's a halakha in play, protecting the leadership. We need to have a leader that everyone will listen to, that will not have excuses to throw on their face. By the way, what happens then if the nation of Israel reaches a place where they realize that this attitude is false and it's mistaken? And of course we want a navi like that. What will be Yosef tell us? <laughs> of course. Of course we can appoint someone like that. By the way, the same halakha applies to positions of serrara. I'm afraid to say this on camera. I'm not going to lie to you. Positions of serrara regarding men and women. Dealt with these issues. Already before the founding of the State of Israel. Is it okay in halakha to have a Prime Minister who is a woman, a mayor who is a woman, a head of the city council who's a woman. Yeah, but they didn't ask Ben-Zion Yunbech Uziel about her. <laughs> the question is, I, as a religious, do I want such a thing? What about a Supreme Court justice? Does Halachan not allow women to sit on a Supreme Court? These are fantastic questions. And I cannot I cannot simplify the answer. But Kham Uziel's answer is very simple. If the Kehillah accepts upon themselves the leadership of such a person, then that's the only problem. Once they accept her as their leader, there's no problem anymore, Salah. They want her to be the mayor. That's why they voted for her. They want her to be the prime minister. They voted for her. So then a precedent for future occurrences. In a positive way. Yeah. Yes, of course. It does set a precedent. What happens What's the big deal? There, You know, how Ziel wrote, do you know how many stupid men I've seen in my life? many wise women I've seen in my life? This is something, you live in a world where things change. Halakha doesn't change. But the reality to which halakha applies changes. And our Torah is not so rigid that it breaks. And this is exactly what happens here in this generation. For... I a hundred percent, exactly. rule can't you hang your You know when your, no, your nose is so close to the book you can't read anymore with the book is saying? You have a whole Amish who lives like that with halakha. So here you have a generation, Aftalion. The generation of Am Yisrael is being led, not just by two Chachamim, but two Chachamim who were not born Jewish. Now you should know, this is going to be a point of contention among later stages. The reason being, how could it be that we have two Chachamim who are not born Jewish, who are holding office in the Jewish people at a time where Halakha doesn't allow for such a thing. So let's see what Narav Kapach writes here at the bottom of the page. I'm going to explore with you also with Yosef Massas' answer. Here's We're still at the last section of Laman You know what? Let's not do this yet. Let's look at the Mibir Masas. I sent you a PDF. The PDF has on it, the front page says, Nachalat Avot. Shemaya and Avtalion. I ask a stupid question? Nothing is a stupid if, question. If somebody becomes Jewish, they go through the whole whole process, they go in the mikvah, they get a Jewish soul, they're Jewish. Why does it matter what they did 10 years ago?
1: Why does it matter where they're
0: from? They are today a Jewish person, part of the Jewish people. Nobody said they're not Jewish. And by the way, positions of authority in Ami today, rabbis of communities, principals of schools, uh, are all held by rabbis who were born maybe non-Jewish once upon a time. We're dealing with issues of national security, like holding office in the Jewish government in the nation of Israel. So this is not something that is so foreign to us. We have the same law in this country as well. And this is an offensive. If they told me in Israel that because I'm an American born Jew, I couldn't hold the office of prime minister in Israel, but it's not the law. But let's say, let's say that was the law. I wouldn't kick and scream that I'm upset about that. I understand. I do have a place for America in my heart. And that's something you should concern yourself with if I was in the position to run for prime minister. But this is something that is, is uh, palatable and acceptable even in the regular world as. A, a law that exists in many, 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 many civilized countries. No one, it's a secular law, it hasn't not really... I, I wouldn't call it secular, I would call it a national law. It's not a religious law. It's a national law. Okay. Yep. Uh so are Well, there are some sources there, but that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for uh, a source that talks about... It's a Shemaya aftalion it's a PDF attached. Yep. So there's a PDF attached to your Zoom invitation. Nachalat Avot. So you're on page two of the PDF. Yeah, yeah. Click on that PDF. And it's page two of that PDF. Do you see it? The Gemara says... Yeah, page 2. I'm not reading there right now. I'm going to read you from the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Tanura banan our rabbis, tell us, Naaman. Naaman ger toshav haya. Meaning, he didn't convert entirely to Judaism, but he accepted upon himself to be a ger toshav. Nevuzradan ger tzedek haya. Nevuzradan, he was a ger tzedek. He was a righteous convert. He, meaning, he had a brimina. He went to the mikveh. He accepted upon himself mitzvot. And then it says in the Gemara, Banav shel Sisra." From the grandchildren of Sisra, I think I attached this to your Zoom invitation. Also, it should be a reference to Sanhedrin, page ninety-six B. But it could be it's not there. "Limdu Torah From the great grandchildren or the grandchildren of Sisra, they taught Torah in Jerusalem. "Mibnei Banav shel Sancheriv." Limdu Torah barabim, the grandchildren of Sancheriv, You know Sancheriv, the king of Assyria. They taught Torah in public. Uman who are they? Shemayav and Avtalion. Shemayah and are descendants of Sancheriv. Mi Banav shel limdu And the grandchildren of Haman taught Torah in Bnebarak. So in Am Israel you have leaders, Torah leaders, grandchildren of Haman, grandchildren of Sanchariv. And who are the grandchildren of Sanchariv? Shemaya and So you want to now know which gerim are they from? Who do they come? Their grandfather, great-grandfather, however that works, was Sanchariv. And they are the link in our oral transmission of Torah. So now this is where Rabbi Yosef Masas picks this up on page two hundred and fifty-seven at the top of the page, two hundred fifty-seven. But for those of you who have your cameras on, I really appreciate it. In the middle of two hundred fifty-seven, Umasha Kadavod, and one he wrote, Banav Torah that from the grandchildren of Sancheiv they taught Torah publicly. Umanin who who are they? Shemayav The v'kashyali tuvah. Says Rabbi Yosef Masas, this is a very difficult thing for me. Shari amura botenu zan. Our rabbis and Masachot Kedushin, on page Ein Vav Amud Bed 76b, they say, "Shomtasiim Alecha Melech Shalivchar Adonai Elocha Bom Mikerav Achicha Tasiim Alecha Melech." That you must surely place a king on you from among your brothers, says the Gemara. What does it mean? "Kol Mesimot Shatam mesim Lo Yu Ela Mikerav Achicha." All of the positions of authority that you fill in the Jewish government have to be from those who are your brothers. And then brothers, meaning those who are born from Jewish mothers. And how did they appoint Shamayan Avtarion, who are descendants of Gerim, Echadnasi, Vechad and Maybe you'll say, Shaita Imam Yisrael, that their mother was from the Jewish people. So they're only grandchildren of Gerim. They're, not, they're descendants of Gerim. And therefore, they can be considered from among your brothers. Like it's written there. That's okay regarding Aftalion, who was the head of the Bedin. Regarding Shemaya, who was the prince. The prince is like a king. You're only allowed to appoint a king from someone who is able to marry the Quanim. With well, Koran, therefore, it appears, that really there are more stringent requirements to becoming a king than there are to being a prince. And again, I read it in the Rosh Bats, it says to us in the Bible, and to read it in the Bible, and to read it, and to read it, Israel as in the Kabbalah, the Rosh in this commentary, in the Bible, he tells us, that because there were no other chachamim in Kabbalah, what do you mean Kabbalah? in oral transmission, meaning these were the greatest Chachamim of the Talmudic scholars in their time. (inaudible) He was fitting more than anyone else to be the Nasi. (inaudible) Because the Torah only suggests not taking Gerim when you have an option to take someone else. But if the Gerim outdid the Jewish people, and this is what happened in this generation, then surely the preference is to them. They take precedence. We're going to discuss the story about Hillel later. But if you remember, there was a famous halacha that Hillel knew the answer to and no other chacham knew the answer to. And when they asked him, Hillel, how did you know the answer to this halakha? He said, because you, you thought you were too good to study from Giri. I didn't. I went to study from Shema'i and Naftayon. And that's why I know Torah better than you. Because I went to study from them. From that story, you see that they were the leaders of the generation. Not leaders of the generation, some leaders of the generation. They were the leaders of the generation. So, by the way, Anybody who has an issue with Gerim, or anybody who doesn't like Gerim, or anybody who won't marry Gerim, or anybody who doesn't want Gerim in their community, or doesn't count Gerim for a minyan, what they should do is take the Torah and throw it in the trash, because all of the Torah that they have today comes from Shema'an Haftanyon. And if you can't trust them for Aminyan, you better not trust them for how to interpret the Word of God. You know how many Jewish communities don't count Gerim for Aminyan? No, of course... Zev, I'm surprised that you're surprised. So this is the same Shemai and Hilal that. Uh, heard, heard. That's Hillel and Shemay. The famous ones are students of Shemaya and Avtalion. Oh oh, oh. oh Shemai. and Shemay are two different people. One is a rabbi. One is a student. Very good. Zev, I'll, I'll get. I'll answer your question when I'm not being filmed. So while we're on Zoom, but after we're done being filmed. So here, Rabbi Yosef Masas gives the first answer. How could it be that they were Gerim that were leading the Jewish people? Two answers. You can either say their mother was Jewish and they were just descendants of Gerim. Or you can say that even though they were Gerim themselves, they were the most competent Torah scholars of their generation. And because of that, they were worthy of this position. Now, that's Rabbi Yosef Masas. But I brought you here to study the notes of Kapach on the Mishnah Torah, and that brings you back to your book of Rav Kapach, page Lamed Chet. Look at the last footnote in the bottom left column of Lamed Chet. Rav does something unusual. Kav Chet, Vechen rabenu Rabbeinu be'aduiyot. Perek A' Mishnah Gimen. Rabbeinu HaRambam writes in Mishnah, Eduyot, in the first chapter, in the third Mishnah, V'chen mashmaa begitin v'sanhedrin, I mean, the opinion of the Rambam is not that he, Shemaya and Avtalion are descendants of Girim. He doesn't call them descendants of Girim. What does he call them? What does the Rambam say at the top of the page? Gerayat said that they are righteous converts. I mean he doesn't accept that they're descendants of converts, that of Avtadion are Gerim themselves. And he's consistent with this in his commentary on the Mishnah in, in Eduyot. Let me show you that source. Let's see two sources. In your PDF, continue scrolling, you should have two photocopies from the Mishnah, Masechet Eduyot. It should say, oh, there's no Roman numbers, uh, no English numbers, okay, Kuf Peytet, it should say at the bottom of the page. So scroll past the page 257, scroll past the one that says Mishnah, and the next page after that. It should be maybe page five or four. Yeah, you see that? What number in your PDF is that? That's number four. Page 4 in your PDF. Look at Halacha Gimel at the top of the page. Hilel Omer Now this is, I'm going to read it now like the Rambam. Not like the other commentaries, okay? Hilel Omer That ma'im. Pesulin. Ma'im sheuvim. What are Mayim sheuvim? When you want to fill up a mikveh, what kind of water do you need? It has to be natural water. So what is Mayim sheuvim? Who knows the laws of mikveh? Okay, just, Sha'uv means drawn. Waters that are drawn. So if, any you can take rainwater. Once you put it in a bucket and you move it somewhere, that water is already not natural water anymore. Correct. So this, mayim she'ovin, poslinet mikveh, They, they make the mikveh invalid. And they want to know why he mispronounces, according to the Rambam it seems, the word milah. According to others, the word hin should have been en. And the Mishnah explains why does Hillel mispronounce the word when he's teaching this halakha? Because a person must always say things exactly the way they heard it from their rabbi. So the way he heard it from his rabbi was incorrect. And because of that, he forever. When he teaches this halakha, he teaches it incorrectly. Let's look at the note of the Rambam here. The Rambam has to make some sense for us. Footnote, Gimel. So if you look in the column in the middle, the left side, there's a Gimel in brackets. Do you see that? Yeah? You see the Gimel in brackets? Very good. Shemayav v'avtalyon hem rabotehem shel shamay Vihila. this is written in Arabic, translated by Harav Kabach. Shemayan Naftilion were the rabbis of Shemayin Hilel. Kemoshit Baer Be'avot, like it's been explained in Avot, or will be explained in Avot. VeHayu Gerim, and they, peace be upon them, were Gerim. that they, because Hebrew was not their first language, when they would pronounce Hebrew. They pronounced it with a little bit of an accent that was left over from their non-Jewish days. Instead of saying melohin, they would say milahin. That's according to the Rambam. According to others, the difference is hin and in, hayu and aleph, or maybe some say ahin and ahin. They had a hard time saying the chet, and because of that, that made a problem for them when they pronounced. And therefore, Hillel was particular to always repeat the halakha exactly the way he heard it from his rabbis, even though he was imitating their accent, which was mispronounced, because that's the way he learned halakha from his rabbis. And he's the one who said, next page in the middle column, That a person must say things in the way of their teacher. This is a fascinating halacha. Now, I'm not here to discuss now imitating people and is imitation the best form of flattery or is it not? I'm not here to do that. Rather, what I am here to show you is that the Rambam somewhere else in his Mishnah clarifies that he believes are Shemaya descendants of Gerim or are they Gerim themselves? What are the sources? They, they themselves are gerim. <laughs> because of that, they still have an accent left over from when they didn't know Hebrew. Yes? Aruf is pointing us to a very valuable source here. This is a very valuable source. Now he points us somewhere else too. So look at the next page that I've quoted for you. You know what? Let's leave this source for just a moment, okay? Wait on this. Back in the footnote of Rav Kapach, in the original, in the Rambam, on page 977. So go back to your red book, the Rambam, and he continues. Look at the Talmud Yoma, page 71b. Look at the story there, and you'll see, that it is apparent from the Gemara that their fathers were non-Jews. I want to read this Gemara with you. Can we do that? So I, I attached, not in the PDF, but at the bottom of the Zoom invitation, I attached a link to Masechet Yoma. Masechet Yoma. Uh, it says 71b. Do you see that? Chev on Zoom. You know where to find the Yoma 71b. It's attached to at the bottom of your Zoom invitation in the Google Classroom. Yes. Thank you. Okay. The Mishnah says that somebody would make a Yom Tov for those who loved him. Who is this referring to? Is my father in the call? Who used to make a Yom Tov? Yes. Abba, mi Yom Tov leohavav. Mi ben adam When he came out of the Mikdash. Uh-huh. The, the, the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol, when he would come out of the Bet of Mikdash, the Holy of Holies, he would make for himself uh, a celebration for all of his family. Yeah, he, he, he survived uh, called the The words of the Mishnah, if you want to look on page 70B, so uh, 70A, Ayin the Mishnah says... All of the work of the Kohen Gadol, we read this in our community on Yom Kippurim. We read this section here. Obviously, rewritten a little bit. About what he wore, this clothes, the gold clothes, the white clothes, and he switched clothes and all of that that happens. And then what would happen? The Mishnah ends. i oh, sorry, let's, let's read it. Uh, and he washed his hands and his feet and he took off his clothing, the Kohen clothing. And he wore his regular clothing in his own clothing, and he wore them. By the way, from here, maybe an allusion to the Spanish-Portuguese minhag, that the rabbi wears special clothing, but only wears them in the Beda Knesset. This ritual garb that they wear. Once they leave the Beda Knesset, they look like any other person. Only in the Beda Knesset, like the Kohen Gadol, almost. And they escort him, the whole nation of Israel, they escort the Kohen Gadol to his home and when he came out alive from the Holy of Holies he made a celebration for his whole family because he survived so this is exactly what the Gemara is going to comment on this story now we know already that in this generation the Kohanim are corrupt Chashmonaim they are Maccabees gone wrong we know that they're not righteous people we know that the people no longer have faith in this type of leadership. Let me read to you the Gemara now on page 71B. Okay, 71B, it's the link that I sent you. Tanur Rabbi's Ma'aseh There's a story about one Kohen Gadon. She mi He left the bed alma batre. The whole Jewish people were escorting him. Why? They're used to this. It doesn't make a difference. He's a crooked Kohen Gadon. But at the end of the day, they're used to fulfilling this halakha to escort the Kohen Gadol home. Once the people noticed out of the corner of their eye, they saw the Shemaya and What were Shemaya and doing? Most likely, they were also escorting the Kohen Gadol. Even though they knew he was... They were showing... They were humble people. They weren't... Once the people saw Shemaya and the people were so overcome with excitement to see Shamayan and Avtalyon out and about that they all abandoned the Kohen Gadol and they started following Shemayan and Avtalyon home. They decided to escort Shemayan and Avtalyon home. So here is a Kohen Gadol. This is his day. This is his party. This is his special moment. And everybody abandons who? The Kohen Gadol to go walk these two rabbis, the two Chachamim that are there. Now we already know there's a struggle between the Chachamim and the uh, uh, Kohanim. We already know yesterday that Shemaya is the one who told his students stay away from the government. We're not involved anymore. We're pulling back. That was yesterday's issue. By the way, there is a Sephardic minhag, an old Sephardic minhag that a Mosayim of Kippurim, everybody would go to the house of the chief rabbi, of all the Chachamim in the city to go get brachot, like you would go to the house of the Kohen Gadol, and they would make celebrations. There's a world that had such beautiful Jewish minhagim, and today they replace it with "Let's go get pizza and motseyo uh, makibuli and let's go get bagels and cream cheese. Let's run for." It. You have here an ice cream, right? Shemayav they're following them. Lasof, what happened at the end? Atu shemayav avtalion liftur emine Shema and decided, listen, it's not night. Everyone's coming with us. Let's at least go say goodbye to the Kohen Gadol. Let's go. Shem Shalom You know? Shavua So they go over to the Kohen Gadol. Amar Lehen, the Kohen sees them approaching, and he welcomes them. Yetun Amamin Shalom. Come. Come, you children of Goyim. Come to me. That's what he says to them. The Kohen Gadol says to Shemaiah after, Come to me, you children of Goim. Rashi, look what Rashi says. If you click on that in safari, you'll get Rashid. Rashi says, that they came, of the They were coming to him in order to ask his permission to leave his presence and go home. And what does he return to them? They're, he's denigrating them. Because they are descendants of Bnei, of Samchariv. And he is clearly upset that everybody left him to go to them. So he's mocking them. Amule, And they respond to the Kohen Gadon. Yes, let us children of Goyim come in peace. Who act like Aharon HaKohen. Rashi says, Shalom. We act like Aharon HaKohen because we are lovers of peace. We do everything for peace. We're even coming to you for peace. And let not you, the son of Aharon, come in peace because you don't act like your father Aharon. See the answer? He says, come here, you children of non-Jews. And he says, yeah, exactly. We're children of non-Jews who act like your forefather, Aharon. And look at you. Let's not let you come, you child of Aharon who doesn't act like Aharon. In Hebrew we say, This is a, a perfect answer back to him. But you find already, even though they're the leaders of the Jewish people, and the people, the whole population follows them and wants them, that still there's a struggle among the Kohanim, that everyone is leaving them to go after these two rabbis who are Gerim. It bothers them very much. Rav Yosef Kapach uses this, so look back in your Mishneh Torah. Rav Yosef Kapach uses this Talmud to teach you that Shemaya and Aftalion. It doesn't, say, it doesn't say that they are descendants of Goyim, rather it says they are bnei Amamin, they are the sons of the Goyim. You see from the story that even the Gemara understood that their fathers were non-Jews. So if you want to see another source, says Arv Kapach, I recommend you looking at Eduyot. Chapter 5, Mishnah 6. Let's do that. I photocopied it for you. It's the last two pages of your PDF. Yes, of the Shemayan Afrayum PDF. I'm sorry that I'm jumping around with you so much. I want you to see these sources in sight. So if you look in the PDF, I'm assuming this is page five or six, probably six of your PDF. And it should say at the bottom, Raish Yud Gimel. Guys, I'm sorry that I don't know what page of the PDF you're on. My iPad, my iPad has died forever. And I'm left with El-Khanan's iPad, but it doesn't have all the features that, uh, six? Thank you. So here's what the Mishnah says. A story. Akavya, you see Mishnah Vav in the middle of the page, page, Reish, Yud-Gimel. ben Mahalalel. Where do you know the name Akavya ben Mahalalel? Oh. What does he say in Perkei The famous Mishnah, says, Thank you, Abanit. Where do you come from? Remember where you are going and who you are going to give judgment in front of. And then he repeats himself. Where are you coming from? From the pewter drop. And where are you going? To a place of worms. You remember this? And who are you giving judgment in front of? Who is the king of the universe? This Mishnah, is a very sobering Mishnah. In the S- Jerusalem tradition, at a levaya, at a funeral, we say this Mishnah over and over and over again when we escort a body from the place where we eulogize him or her until we bury them. This Mishnah is repeated maybe seven times. They stop, they say the Mishnah, or oh, again, everyone says Allah, and they stop again, they stop again. And the purpose is not to denigrate them, to make us do Teshuvah. That we should remember that all of us are going to end up here, and why why are we living the life that we're living if it's not going to bring us to a better place? Why <laughs> the in it could be that it's in other places, but I'm talking at least here in San Diego, you know, all the minhagim, at least the safaradim, I can't tell you about Ashkenazim. I'm not familiar. All of the minhagim of the safaradim, good minhagim, that were good good, not good, they're a sad occasion, the funerals is a sad occasion, but all of the things we used to do, we don't do them anymore. We have these, these um, very shallow funerals, the closest in my life I ever got to doing a real, a real levaya was by my uncle. Uh, Yitzhak Danir. There, I knew that he would want us to do as much as we could, like what he would have in Eretz Israel. It was a lot to do there. It was a very long time. It took a long time. I, I wouldn't exaggerate if I told you that a, a, a real Sephardic levaya could take you three or four hours. Something that, that, There are things that need to be done. Words that need to be said. Tefilot that need to be recited. Tehillim that have to be... There are... It's not for right now. We don't do... Today we're lucky we get 15 minutes of somebody knowing what they're doing and the rest is... We didn't because the sun was setting. And some rabbis needed to pray A kaviah ben mehalil. He testified to four things. They told him, Akavia, it seems that he disagreed with the Chachamim in four instances. And the Chachamim came to him and said, Akavia, you are worthy in this generation of being the Av Bet Adin for the Jewish people. Take back your four stances in halakha, give in to the mainstream, and we will make you the chief rabbi. Sound familiar? So there's nothing new under the sun, correct? The world has always worked this way. He only has four things he disagrees with the rest of the chachamim, but, but it's enough that if he gives it up, they'll let him be the head of the Sanhedrin, or the head of the Bedin. Amar lehem, he answers them, mutav li yamai, I'd rather be considered a crazy person my whole life instead of being evil in front of a Kadosh Bakhu for one moment. I, mean, I would rather you guys think that I'm not mainstream, you guys think that I'm crazy, you guys think I don't know Halacha, instead of one time for one moment being evil in front of a Kadosh Bakhu by following your opinion. This is a man with a strength that nobody should say that HaKaviyah ben compromised on his integrity because he wanted a position of authority. You hear this? ben is being offered the rabbinic job of a lifetime. All you have to do is stop saying the four things you've been saying. And he says, no. Because then I'll be following you. I'll be wicked in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And people will say about me that for this position of authority I compromised on my integrity and I won't do that. This is the part that gets difficult. Okay, this is already. Let's find the example we want to deal with. Look in the last two lines. Omer. You see Huhaya Omer. En mashkin. We he said that when it came to the halachot of Sota, we don't give the sota water not to a woman who converts to Judaism and not to a shifcha meshucharet not to a maidservant who has now been freed. Chachamim say, mashkin. No, we do give her waters of sotat and drink. The halachic logic behind this, already it's beyond the scope of today's conversation. Let's look at the top of the next page. Ambulo, they told him, Ma Let's skip this term, we'll look at it later at a different time. There's a story about this shifcha this freed maidservant. What is a maidservant? A person who's a slave in Am Yisrael goes through half a gil process, you know. In order to be a slave in the Jewish people, they go through half of the gil, and when they are freed, they have the opportunity to convert fully and join Am Yisrael or, or not. So here is a shifcha mishucharet, She was in Jerusalem, shemaya and Shemaya and Avtalion gave her. Water to drink, meaning the sota water to drink. What's the proof here? That Shemaya agreed with the Chachamim or with the Kavya With the Chachamim. Chachamim say that you give sota water to somebody who's a Giyoret. And Akashim says you don't. So they said, but we know a story of Shemaya and Aftalyon, these great giants, that they gave a sota to drink. Amar lahem, they told him. He answers to the Chachamim, I will not explain this answer yet. And they excommunicated because of his answer. And he died as an excommunicated person. And when Akavya b'mhalalev died, the Beit stoned his coffin. You thought you were getting some light reading tonight, huh? And the Mishnah continues, This Rabbi Yudah steps up and says it's not an accurate story. It's not Aqabiyah B'mahalel. This is the case of a wrong identity. There was really somebody else who was uh, uh, stoned his coffin and he was uh, mocking the Chachamim. It had nothing to do with Aqabiyah I'm not dealing with the second part of the Mishnah. The first part of the Mishnah has on record telling the Chachamim I will never change my stances. And so when they asked but what about of Talion He gave them such an answer that Chachamim excommunicated him. He never did Tishuvah in his excommunication. He died that way. And the Bet stoned his coffin before they buried him. You want to make some sense of this story? Look at the Rambam. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Rashi gives a different understanding here. What does it mean? They gave her to drink because they're like her. Meaning, what was his answer? Don't learn halachot from them. They have a soft spot in their heart for converts because they're converts. That's what Akaviyah B'Mahal said. And this denigration, both of Shama'an of Talion and of Gerim, caused the Chachamim to excommunicate Akaviyah B'Mahal now, here in the Rambam has a little bit of a different version of what happens. If you look on page Reish Dalid in the middle column. Yeah? Can I add, to the contrary, it's not a soft spot it's anything. They were treating her like they would treat any other Jewish person, but ultimately she was suffering because of that treatment. Okay, fine. That's a fair point. That's actually a fair point. Let's look here at the Rambam. If you look in the middle columns, in the right one, There's a number 53 over there. You see a little 53? I'm reading right next to that 53. And he said, that we don't give a a, a convert, the waters of Sotah. And when they brought him a proof that there's a precedent, a rabbinic precedent, gave water uh, to the Sotah that was a Meshukheret. They said he says no. They didn't really give her sotah water. That these chachamim had compassion on her. What do I mean compassion? Not real. I'm talking compassion. They didn't want her to feel different than everybody else. And because of that, they gave her fake mesota. They pretended like they were giving her mesota, but it wasn't real mesota dugma, and when they says, they dugma, deval something similar. In Hebrew, modern Hebrew, the word dugma is used as an example. So they didn't give her real mesuda, they gave her dugma mesuta, example mesutah, fake mesutah. asuken, and they only did this, gerim, because she's a convert and they are converts. And they had a hard time pushing her away because of this spiritual connection they had. Yes. Yeah. Is this constant bringing up of your status because of the legalistic aspects of the positions that they held? I think we're not supposed to remind revive the idea that they were. Rashi, Rashi Rashi writes in that Yomah that we read, the Talmud Yomah, Rashi writes that Kohen Gadon. <coughs> That they he was guilty of afflicting them with words, oppressing them with words. Damar Mar, says in Bhavamatsiyah, page 58b. Lo tonu ish the Torah says in Vaikah 25 17, you cannot oppress your fellow. The Torah is talking about hurting them with your words. Im Haya bin Gerim, and for example, if he was the child of converts, you're not allowed to tell them, remember the things that your forefathers used to do. By the way, from here I wish to correct a a misnomer in the Orthodox community. There is no prohibition in knowing that someone is a convert to Judaism. There's nothing wrong with telling them, this is a person, he's a Ger tzedek. This is a title of honor in the Jewish community. Ah, in the Jewish community of today, people feel bad being Gerim, or they like to make Gerim feel bad. That's a problem with the Jewish community, not a problem with Gerim. When a person gets an aliyah to the Torah, my name is uh, Yonatan ben Avraham Avinu. I wish I had that title. No offense to my father who's on the call. I wish my father was Avraham Avinu. My father is a great man, but he would also agree he's not Avraham Avinu. Today, what do people do? No, call me ben Avraham. Don't say Avinu. Why? Because you live in an evil Jewish community that persecutes Gerim. Because of that, nobody wants to identify as Gerim. But the Torah never tells us, don't tell a person that they're a Gerim. If that was the truth, then we wouldn't we wouldn't call Shema'i Naftayon, Geri HaTzedek. The prohibition is to use their status of Geri HaTzedek to hurt them. Oh, remember, you didn't use to eat kosher once upon a time? But the same halakha applies to somebody who did teshura in their life you know they once upon a time didn't eat kasher adida. now you remind them although you look at you you think you're so holy do you remember what you did last year? that's the lotonu but to mention that a person is a ger tzedek if, if that's a crime then I do it all the time how many times do I give somebody misheh ben avraham avinu how many times do we make a kiddush here in the Beda on the anniversary of somebody who became a ger tzedek? that's not a crime that's the contrary that's fixing a problem we're fixing the problem We're showing people this is a reason to celebrate in the Jewish community. The problem is to use that status to hurt somebody. And that's exactly what's happening to Shemaya and over and over and over again. It's the Kohen Gadol. It's Akavya B'mahaleel. Their position is being challenged precisely because of who they were, not who they are. But that, yeah? Of course. That's how it should be. But well, That's how it should be. A person should say, you know what? I'm a person who, I know all the things that you only dream about. I did them and I'm still here today. I'm here today because I'm that person. It's, it's, a, it's a, a, a testament to their, their willpower, to their strength. I want to end off though something about so God forbid we don't walk away from here thinking he was a bad person. He was concerned about whether you could learn something from this story. I want to talk to you about the end of HaKav Yabim life and with that we'll end this today. Look at the same Mishnah that I have. The, the same Mishnah that you were looking at before. Uh, on page Reish Yudalil. No, in the PDF that's attached. Shema Aftayon, It should say at the bottom Reish Dalid. Yeah? I'm in Mishnah Zayin. You see Mishnah Zayin? Mishnah Zayin is four lines up in the top of the page. Okay? One line above that. Bisha'at mitato amar divno. Now, is now on his deathbed. And he's still in Nidui he tells the son, B'ni, my son, Chazor becha devarim shaiti My son, abandon these four halachic stances that I taught you. Before he dies, he tells the son, those four things that I was willing to lose everything over, you now give them up. Why? Amar lo, lo, If you're telling me to give it up, why didn't you give it up? He says, "I heard it from many and They also heard it from many chachamim. I stood with my tradition, and they stood with their tradition. you, you heard this halachic opinion from me as an individual, and from them as a majority." page seven. It's better that you should give up what you learned from me as an individual and accept what they taught as a majority. It seems to indicate a, real oral transmission. a very oral transmission. The Rambam struggles with this here at the bottom. Why would you give up something you know is true just because of the masses? The Rambam explains the logic for if we were learning this Mishnah at a different time. It's the word of advice at the end that he gives his son that I find the most telling. Because at the end of the day, Akaviyah B'malaleh was a real person, a real person, genuine. Amarlo, his son tells him, Abba, Father, Pekod alay lechaverecha. Do me a favor, Father. Before you pass from this world, put in a good word for me with your friends. Say something good to them. Maybe they'll hire me. Maybe they'll put me in the Bet Maybe they'll give me a yeshiva. Say something good to my friend, to your friends for me. Amar he tells me, any mefaked, I won't do it. I won't do it. I will not put in a good word for you. You know, it must be very difficult to be in a relationship with a Kaviyab b'malat. He's a person, not stubborn, but with integrity. Amarlo, he tells him, Shem avlam did you find something wrong with me? Amarlo lo his father said, no, I didn't find anything wrong with you. Rather, maasecha yikarvucha, Remember my son. That your actions will bring you close and your actions will draw you away. Your actions will determine how people like you or don't like you. Your actions will determine where you make it in life or you don't make it in life. My word is going to pervert the truth. I'm not going to put in a good word. You have to put in the work. If you put in the work, you'll make it to where I made it. And if you're not willing to put in the work, I'm not willing to sacrifice my integrity on my deathbed and ask people to do me a favor for you. This teaching of HaKaviyat B'malil is profound. It's very important. It's important because it shows you exactly the life story of Shemayan and Call me what you want. Say about me what you want. Tell me that I'm a Ben Gerim. Tell me that I'm the one who does this or one who does that or I have sympathy with a sota whatever you want to say about me say but as the push comes to shove who led Am Yisrael? who gave the oral transmission to Am Shemaya and Haftalion they were the righteous converts because they were the most worthy of this position you know why? not because their father put in a good word because you can never say that Shemaya and made it to the top because their parents put in a good word for them because their parents were idol worshippers you know how they made it to the top? Maaseh their actions, their actions is what made them the leaders of the Jewish people, nothing else. They don't have any fancy yichus, they're not from the tribe of this one or the tribe of that one, they don't have connections, they are Jews that worked every day and every night to lead Am Yisrael. And the Torah that you have and that I have and that we all have, that Torah belongs to them. Because if it wasn't for Shema and Naftalyon, there would be a gap in our chain, there would be no Hillel and Shama'i because they wouldn't have rabbis to have taught them and you can only imagine where it would be had the oral transmission broken. But instead, two people, not born in Am Israel, joined Am Israel. They saw the truth, they made the decision to lead Am Israel forward. I forgot to tell you, I was going to end the show here. I forgot to tell you the rest of what Haraf Kapach said, and I don't mean to put a damper on the end of the shiur, but I want to just end off with this last teaching, because I, I, we started at Chabal, we don't read it. The Harav Kapach, now back, last time we're going to open up a book, in the Rambam, is Mishneh Torah, 38 at the bottom. Harav Kapach writes in the last two lines on page Laman in the last two lines of the left column. It says, I heard from the elders that that which they became the nasi and the head of the Bedin ki yehudiot, that the mother of Shemayan of tayon their mothers were Jewish women Shahimiru datam, that converted out of the Jewish faith because of the influence of the non-jews in the world on the top of page lametet in this right column the goyim, and they married non-jewish men begoyut, begoyut, that they were raised as non-Jews. They grew up as non-Jews. Their mothers were Jewish, they didn't know. They knew their mothers were good, non-Jewish ladies. When they grew up, this is what Kapok tells you an oral tradition he has in his, in his Ben Hamidash. That they were raised without knowing, they decided to convert without knowing that their mothers were Jewish they reached the truth of the Torah on their own. They had no idea that they were really Jewish. And because of this, they were called righteous converts. Because they came to Judaism on their own. And only later did they discover that their mothers were Jewish. How many times has someone told me? They converted to Judaism only on their parents' deathbed. They told them, you know, you were really Jewish. Our family survived the Inquisition. I only told you now. I didn't want to ruin your life. And only now you find out. But I converted to Judaism 30 years ago. I didn't want to tell you. Well, because of that, they were able to be members of the of the and the Nisyut. And they remained they, this title, they kept this title of Girim because that's how they entered the Jewish people. That's how they returned home. Now, it's a beautiful story. It doesn't have a source. of Kapach is a good source, but it doesn't have a source that I can point to. Nonetheless, it just adds a little bit of more drama. So these are children, according to Rav Kapach's reading, these are children of Jewish mothers who left their faith, converted to another religion, married non-Jewish men, raised their children as the perfect idol worshippers, and those children did teshuvah and came back to Am Yisrael and led them. The point is just as strong as it was before. <laughs> your life does not depend on how you were raised and who raised you and who your parents were your life depends on what you're going to do with it and if you do something great with it great and if you don't so you'll be the loser at the end of the day maybe more than you being the loser I'm Israel will lose I cannot tell you how many good people I know good people that I know that at some point in time they gave up on Judaism it's crazy religion I can't handle these rabbis and I always tell them if you leave you're not the only one who's going to lose I'm going to lose we're going to lose. Because we're going to lose people who understand the problem of Judaism and want to fix it. If you walk out the door, you're not just hurting yourself, you're hurting the rest of Am Yisrael. And I know some great, great, great Tamil Chamin who had a point in their life, high school, college, wherever it was, that they almost shut the door on Judaism. But they say, no, I'm not leaving. I'm not going to give them the satisfaction of leaving. I'm staying and I'm going to make it better. And those type of Chachamin, Shema'an, Aftalion, they show us that every single one of us, we don't have an excuse. Well, who's going to change the Jewish people? You're going to change the Jewish people. It's a follow-up of last night. You're going to change the Jewish people. How are you going to do it? What connections do you have? You don't need connections. Maasecha Your actions, they speak louder than words. Your actions will determine the future of yourself and of all of Jewish history. Bezal Thank you for learning with me tonight.